Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, as you will all know, if you've gone for a night out or anywhere, any time during the week, you'll find it hard to get a taxi. Certainly at peak periods, coming out of concerts as well is another part where the, just the, the industry doesn't seem to be able to serve the needs of customers. Obviously, outside of peak, it, it's reasonably decent. So what's happening? What are the causes of this and what can be done to address it? Maybe cheaper insurance is the way to go. And I'm now joined by the Managing Director of InsureMyTaxi.ie, Jonathan Hare. Good morning to you, Jonathan. Hi, Emmett. How are you? Um, we all know, and even taxi men, which I know quite a few in this business that we're in, they do accept that at pinch points there is this shortage. But you think it's more to do with the financing of putting a taxi on the road. Just explain to me what the problem is there. I think insurance has been one of the problems that taxi drivers have faced over the last few years. Um, if you think back to when we had the insurance crisis in Ireland throughout 2016 up to 2020, where everybody was paying huge premiums, whether it was your car or your business owners would be particularly familiar with this. Um, taxis were one of the areas that were hit the worst. Um, there was lots of stories out there of people being charged absolutely crazy premiums, 10,000 euros, 15,000 euros. Um, and it's one of the sectors that has been left behind really as premiums have reduced in other areas. Um, most people will be familiar that with their own car insurance renewals. They would have seen over the last few years actions by the government and um, an increased competition has reduced private car insurance. But there hasn't been really any competition in the taxi driver space or new entrants in it. So the, it, the taxi drivers haven't seen the same reductions. Now, an individual taxi driver, just a solitary one person taxi driver, has virtually no market power. But if you put them together into a group, uh, and that's where your business, Insure My Taxi, has come along. What, what was there before you guys came along? Was it just individual deals? Was there particular insurers that were covering this market? Just try to uh, outline to our listeners what was in place at that point. If, if you look for a car insurance quote, there's probably 15 to 20 different providers will provide you a quote. For a taxi driver, there's probably three to four um, insurance companies that will quote you for your taxi. And like anything, if there isn't competition, the prices are not going to fall. So as a new entrant, we're hoping that by coming into the market, we will provide competition we will try to provide lower quotes, and by doing so, we also hope that this will reduce the average premium for drivers across the whole market. And Jonathan, have you got any kind of ambition for where you might get the, the discounts to shave off? I mean, are, is there any figure you can give us that you might be able to wring out of the insurance industry who tend to be fairly recalcitrant about giving up discounts? No, we don't have an average premium as yet because we're only starting out. But we do know from testing quotes that we have been doing for the last six months with uh, taxi drivers through the various different groups that in a lot of cases we're, we are going to be offering cheaper premiums. We're not going to be the best for absolutely everybody. Um, if we were, it would be phenomenal for us. But what we're hoping to do is that the additional competition in the market will drive premiums down for everybody. Now, in terms of the risks to taxi drivers, so obviously everyone here is talking about insuring risk. There's obviously crashing the car. There's obviously incidents within the car. There's claims by passengers. Can you give us a flavour of where where the biggest risks are, are, are sort of the order of them? Well, the new personal injury guidelines came in uh, there a few years ago, and that's what's made the difference for private car insurance. If you can imagine that historically taxi drivers have not been involved in large accidents as in accidents where they're driving at 100 kilometers an hour and um, there's serious injuries 
the historic claims for taxi drivers has been where there's been three or four passengers in a vehicle and they're involved in a fender bender and people then will say that they have a sore neck or a sore back and the amounts awarded could have been an average €20,000 for each passenger. But the reduction in the personal injury guidance are bringing those claims down to around the five, six, seven thousand mark. And that's going to make us, as those awards filter through the courts, it's going to make a significant difference to the amount the insurance companies are paying out um, on these type of taxi claims, as we, we call them. And yet the taxi drivers haven't seen the benefit of that to date. Now, in terms of the safety of the vehicles, obviously the, the, the value of the vehicle is all important here. In terms of the taxi fleet, I mean, what, what are we talking? I, I know that there's new you know, requirements coming in to do a climate change and so on. Where are we on the, the quality and value of the vehicles? That's obviously going to be a key driver here. It's it's not as much. So the type of vehicle that the, the driver, the, to be honest with the insurance companies, the newer the vehicle, the, the more likely the premium is to be, a, to, to you are to get a lower premium. Um, a lot of vehicles nowadays have built-in safety features that older vehicles might not have. It's all to do with the personal injury claims. That's what has been driving the premiums up for taxi drivers. Um, the value of the vehicle in terms of accidental damage are the theft of vehicles. It, it's not affecting the premiums as much as people would think. It's, it is down to the personal injury claims. Okay, now we're, we're talking a bit about cameras going into taxis that might help things. Just talk our listeners through how they can be used to help in this area. It's back to the personal injury claims. If you have cameras in your vehicle, inside or outside cameras, this is going to have a significant help to insurance companies to help defend claims or to help reduce claims. Um, and also they've added uh, an obvious safety feature for the drivers themselves, which is probably separate to the insurance itself. But if you're involved in an incident or someone claims that you've been involved in an incident with them, <clears throat> we've had seen claims before where people say that a, a taxi driver drove into them at 20 kilometres an hour and it turns out that it was three kilometres an hour. These cameras will provide vital evidence for the insurance companies to defend the claim. No, no, I mean, they're reasonably cheap now. You can go into any hardware store and get them. So, you know, it, it seems a low cost. It, it, do you have any idea how many of them already have them in place? Because that will help if, if a good few of them already have the cameras or is there data protection issues that sort of hold people back? No, I think that a lot of the cameras, a lot of the drivers would have traditionally got them in for their own safety um, and have been over the last few years. Um, this is just adding another layer to it where this, it's going to protect them in the event of a claim. Um, the costs of them, there's various different types. There are the ones they can buy themselves or there's ones that you can have fitted that are more, that have a higher quality to them, might have a longer recording feature on them. Some of them will kick in and record automatically and download when it feels that, that, that the car has been involved in an accident. So there's different types that the drivers can get and they're all very familiar with them. Like, do they need to tell the passenger, look, you know, there is a camera on board, you know, can people ask for the footage, all those sort of issues though? Yeah, not sure about asking for the footage, but I can say that when I get in out of a taxi there, that has one, there's normally a big sign that will say camera in, uh, in operation, uh, the ones I've been getting into. Now, in terms of the overall cost base of the industry, obviously, as you say, personal injury claims are a big part of this. Insurance is a big part. Where would you place the insurance issue alongside fuel, you know, on sociable hour? Like there's a number of restraints or constraints on getting more taxis on the road. Like where, where would you put this in the list and, and what kind of feedback have you got from individual taxi drivers that insurance is at number one, is it number two, number three? Where, where would you put it? 
I think if you went back about five years ago, insurance would have been number one. And I think that the fact taxi drivers spoke for for so long and nothing was done about it, it, it's nearly become accepted by them. But if you were certainly to ask them, I think that the petrol, diesel and insurance would be in the top three uh, issues. Safety would be another issue for them as well. But insurance is one that has continuously come up over the years and it certainly has drove people out of the business. I mean, there's stories out there of people who held taxi fleets, individuals who just could not afford their insurance, particularly maybe a taxi driver who had an accident um, and they got their insurance renewal and they found that they just couldn't afford to pay the bill anymore. Okay. Well, listen, let's see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting tussle to see if you can bring them all together and whether the insurers will uh, soften up their pricing policies in relation to the taxi business. Jonathan Hare, as I said, is from suremytaxi.e. Thank you very much for joining Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.